Welcome to TIB, the Immigrant Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Modupe Ogunyemi. And if this is your first time tuning in, this is the place where we share tips and insights to help immigrants secure the bag. On this episode, we bring you the second part of the How to Make Money with Stocks conversation that we started last week with Ben Ihesieba popularly known as CBN Ben on social media. Now, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, I would strongly recommend you go back and do that before you listen to this so you can understand and follow this episode effectively. Before we go on, as always, first, a disclaimer. Please note that this is not financial advice nor is it a recommendation to buy or sell anything. Everything we say on this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Investing comes with risks, so please do your own due diligence or consult a certified financial advisor before making any investment decision. Having said that, Let's dive right into it. If you want to be an investor, you want to buy that stock today, you want to hold it for a very long time, and every stock goes up and down, up and down, up and down. You don't want to panic if it loses at $2 today, $10 the next day, $5, because you are an investor. You are there for the long haul. So the average investor holds the same stock for about um, give or take one year somewhere in that range if the company is doing better they can hold it longer the average speculator speculates on the company no more than three days or a day even a few hours the average trader uh you can decide their pattern you can be a day trader where you buy in the morning sell at the end of the closing day you can be um, a day trader where you buy by the minute or sell the next second. So those are the three types of investing, a speculator, a trader, and an investor. So it all depends on your time horizon. Only you can know what your risk tolerance and your risk level is. Okay. What would you say are the pros and cons of each of these types of participation in the stock market? As an investor, you can... The pros to that is that you don't get to lose a lot of money unless the company, something becomes really, really bad in the management or their product is not doing well. Uh, You always stand a good chance of uh, recovering your money. So if you invest money today and somehow down the line, the company... um, something goes bad, you're giving them chance, you're giving them second chance to recover and you will always, in most cases, make your money back. Right. As a trader, you always want to know your entry and exit points. So the pros there is that you can make a lot of money, but you can also lose a lot of money, but you don't want to lose all of it. So... A speculator is money you can, you've already said, I can lose all of it. So you don't care. 
as a trader you don't want to lose a whole lot but you can lose you have the potentials to lose some and recover some as a trader your goal is always going to be capital preservation you don't want to lose all your money so you set an entry point and then you will say if it gets to 10 percent down i'm out so you lose your 10 percent and you reinvest the money into something else but as a speculator and the pros there is you can put one dollar today and it becomes ten dollar the next day and then you can also lose the whole ten dollars the following day hmm. the pros are determined by the approach that you take okay all right that brings me to the next question how do you analyze stocks what is your approach to analyzing stocks and how do you decide for yourself which one you want to invest in which one you want to trade on and which one you want to speculate on great question it depends again on the so if you want to invest in most cases the way we look at it is that you want to invest in disruptive companies a company that is disrupting something that is already in existence is always a good candidate for for you to invest in so let's say you look at netflix and uh, amazon for example they came out with disruptive modelings or models so those present good opportunities for investing on the other hand if somebody comes out today to say that they can build a car that runs on air that's speculative so that's going to be a speculative you know investment for you there because of yes it hasn't been proven so those are the things that determines what the approach that you actually take how disruptive is it to an existing um methodology or something to that effect if it is then um you probably take a chance but with everything about stocks is always a question of you're taking risks mm. even though they may get anybody may guarantee you stuff um you know anybody may may say that is going to work there is there are no guarantees in the market there are no guarantees it's always a speculation i mean it's always risks taken right so, uh, but how disruptive is it right so for long-standing companies like i would say coca-cola going back to your coca-cola example i know that you talked about warren buffett and i know that he's one of the largest individual shareholders in coca-cola so from his perspective that would probably be a value stock you know something that he's holding over a long-term horizon but that is not necessarily would you say that that's a company that's disruptive in its business model no not anymore uh, not anymore because uh, we now have a changing value we have a, a changing society where people are no longer consuming that much of the product that they sell people are now drinking our water and all those other things so i wouldn't be buying such companies there is nothing disruptive about it on the other hand they remain a a company you want to buy if you uh, if you care about dividends there's nothing disruptive about them if on the other hand somebody comes up today to sh to show you uh, say oh i figured out a way where 
if I drink Coca-Cola today, I will live to be 100 years, or I will lose uh, 50 pounds, or gain 10 pounds, or whatever. Pain is disruptive. So that's the way you look into um right. As it is right now, many of the established companies are already, they rely on dividends. Right. They are no longer, there is nothing that they are disrupting. And uh, you see the same thing, Google did the same thing to telephone companies, and... Um, other companies will soon do the same thing to Google. Uh, that just the technology keeps evolving. Right. So those are the things that you want to be aware of. Google hasn't disrupted the telecoms industry in Canada, though. That I can tell you for sure. I'm still waiting for Google Fiber to get here. <laughs> uh, no, it, it, because those those industries are regulated. They are actually but when you look at uh, the information that many of these companies are giving. They have democratized information. Yeah. Anybody now has access to it. But uh, many countries are still protecting their own environment, except, of course, in Africa, where we don't protect our let's, local resources. <laughs> let's, 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 let's leave Africa alone for now. Let's yeah. leave the motherland. That's our yeah. motherland. Let's leave that alone for now. Just staying on the topic of analyzing stocks, because I think that that is a very, very important area and i know that that's a full-on topic of discussion in of itself that we probably cannot cover not even probably we we definitely cannot cover on this podcast it will, it will take several sessions but just you know to break it down to the rudimentary level so that the complete beginner in the stock market can understand how do you go about analyzing stocks how do you and i know that you know so many different um strategies do you read the annual statements do you look for a company that has a sufficient moat in terms of cash flow or do you look at companies that have disruptive technology and they have the uh, patent you know they have some sort of competitive advantage or barrier to entry for competitors to come into their space do you look at companies that pay dividends for example how do you go about analyzing the companies that you invest in the companies that you buy stocks in uh, the reality is that um, every information about every company, they are required by law, other than the things that they have to hide, they are required to tell you that information if they are publicly traded. But what really uh, the issue is that um, many of us or many folks don't know where to find that information, even mm. though it is there. So what actually happens is that how do we analyze some stocks or how do you pick out what to buy? Say, for instance, you are riding down the road. Uh, I mean, I'm going down and uh, I start seeing a lot of people wearing the same stuff. Uh, they say, you want to find out who makes those things. Mm. People are, if so many people are buying it, they got to be making money. But having said that, though, it could also be that people are buying it and they are doing what, you know, they are doing that to get market share, to capture market share. One thing that you want to do is if you want to analyze a company, if you really want to focus on how they make their money is A, look at their financial statement, which they publish every quarter. That's one. The second one is that uh, look at the trading volume. That's two. You want to look at um, how many shares that they have outstanding. If they, for very low flow companies, you want to stay away from them uh, because a one person can come out and buy everything that they have um, 
outstanding right there. But you look at the companies such as Google, Tesla, these are companies that have millions and millions of shares that are outstanding. So it's going to be practically impossible for any one person to manipulate their stock. So to get an idea how to analyze the stock, you have um, moving averages and um, all those averages that you see that are published every day. The thing is that these things are right there on the web for you, but do you know how to use them? Maybe you don't want to use the one on the web. You can also build the same things yourself. There is really nothing complex about them. Grab a piece of paper and start writing them down and then do your own uh, mathematics. You know what they say, information is power, knowledge is power. A lot of these things are freely available on the internet, but people don't know them. You know, and that's part of what we're trying to do with this show. We're trying to shine the light on all of this information so that people, especially, you know, our community, immigrants, they know about it we are trying to shine the light so they know about it and they can start from there to start to educate themselves and start to build their own financial freedom thank you that's that's the goal here because all these things that we sadly we now live in a world where information is so abundant everywhere but uh having said all that too we also live in a world where people don't know where to find that information that is staring right there. Uh, yes. You know, they are looking at it, but they don't know what to do with it, even when they get it. If I come to your house now and I'm seeing you drinking this water, I go to somebody else's house drinking the same water, I go to their person's house, see them. That means that people are buying this water. It's, it's just pure common sense. So you want to find a company that uh, makes it. Look at their balance sheet. How do you measure it? How do you analyze it? And that's where we charge, um, you know, money. People will charge you money to narrow down that information for you. And if you are new to investing, consider letting somebody else walk you through, get you started before you start investing for yourself. Uh, you have to have money to make money. And in order to make money, you get to lose money. <laughs> wow. Say that again. Can you say that again, please? Yeah. You have to have you, money. You get to have money. money to make money. And in order to make money, that. you have to lose money. You have you to will lose, money. You will lose money. Eventually. Wow. Life is for people who take risks. If you are ever, if you are too worried about taking risks, don't, then the stock market is not for you. Stay away. And you need money to make money. You got to have money to make money. And, um, you know, that, that's just the simple, plain truth. Many folks who want to get into the stock market, many of us uh, are scared of debt and all those other stuff. Nah, you shouldn't be really. The reality is that um, there are two different types of debt, consumption debt, and investment debt. If you follow what has been going on lately, Apple, for instance, Apple is the richest company in the world, um, okay? But just last week, they borrowed that they are borrowing money to buy back their own stock. Yeah. That's because it's an investment risk that they are taking. You want to borrow money that will grow money. You don't want to borrow money to spend. 
So you need money to make money. You got to have money to make money. And that's just the way things work. Okay. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You need money to make money. That's how things roll. <laughs> and debt is not something you should necessarily run away from if you educate yourself about it and learn how to leverage it efficiently. This is something that I personally need to educate myself on because I come from a culture where debt is seen as bad. Okay, so to hear now that there is good debt, aka debt that you can use to grow money as opposed to consumption debt is all pretty new to me. So thank you very much, Ben, for sharing that. And I, like all our listeners, will definitely be wanting to learn more about that in the days ahead. And with that, we've come to the end of today's episode. We will be bringing you the third and concluding part of this very, very enlightening chart next week. Until then, keep your money closed, Keep your friends closer and keep your families closest.